Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Today, we're going to talk about authenticity in the influencer age. So a couple of months ago, I came across a headline to the effect of authenticity as a new black. And the blurb for the article was saying that influencers are introducing and changing authenticity in the marketing space. And I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> I could not roll them hard enough. Before I begin this, though, I want to make it clear that I have no beef with the idea of influencers. Before influencers, there were celebrities and models solely being used in ads. And to be perfectly honest, I am really glad that celebrities have stopped being used for the most part when it comes to marketing goods to the average person, at least in the online space, which is where I receive a lot of the ads that I receive. I really don't watch a lot of TV. And whenever the TV is on, it's on some sports channel, to be honest, because that's what Snow Bay watches a lot. We watch a lot of sports here. And every now and again, I'll turn on my little ratchet shows that I like to watch every now and again. And there, I just fast forward through the commercial. So I don't really see a lot of ads, marketing, or brand campaigns on the television. I get a lot of my ads through, through online, specifically through Instagram. So with that being said, I've never once been motivated to buy, dress, or wear, dress a certain way, wear a certain thing, or style myself in a way based on anything celebrities have ever marketed to me. You know, I used to, my parents were very mindful of the media that I took in a lot. And so I really, again, growing up, I was never taken really by celebrities or really idolized them and magazines were you know you read the little teen magazines like j magazine that was a thing uh, i think it was like j14 or some 14 um magazine from way back in the day and you know your catalogs and stuff but i never really growing up i never really took in a lot of media so i think that that has influenced the fact that now I have a generally a strong sense of self, so I really can't be influenced or manipulated much one way or the other. And I think that works twofold. One, because I really wasn't, my parents were very sensitive to the media that I was taking in, but the, of the media that I did see, I never, I really did not see myself represented in the products. So representation is hugely important. When you look at a product, it makes you want, there's something about that product. There's something about the person advertising it that makes you want to buy it. And I never saw myself in those products. So I guess a lack of representation and diversity that was present during my formative years effectively pushed me away from rampant consumerism that is expected of my generational cohort, the millennials. So, and I guess like not having a lot of money. <laughs> also growing up, you know, I would see things from like limited to, I always wanted to buy a lot of things and from there, but I never had the money to buy it growing up. And my parents were not going to spend that much money on clothes. So yeah, I did that growing up. I didn't have that disposable income. And now I have that disposable income and the majority of it goes towards student loan debt. So thanks student loan debt for that. <laughs> but yeah, you're less likely to buy a product if you don't see yourself in that product or feel it's for you. So I guess in a way that kind of lack, lack of representation and diversity was a win-win for me and my wallet. But back to the topic. So celebrities 
have been eclipsed by influencers in most advertising I see online for a lot of different companies, safe um, for campaigns from high-end brands. And to be honest, I genuinely think that that was a good move for a lot of companies, moving away from celebrities towards influencers. The line of thinking or the rationale behind that, I guess, that they saw this before we even realized the program that was happening to us, that the line of thinking that people will purchase things if the person in the ad was seen as aspirational. And most people don't find the size zero or the size two model to be aspirational. But if you can kind of have someone that's more realistic to you, something that you can assess, something that's aspirational and reachable, that idea is that people buying this product will be more inclined to receive or be influenced to buy it, if that makes sense. Because this product will make you look like the person that is advertising it. That's where I think we are at, and that's the trend that I've seen moving away from celebrities to market products and moving towards influencers. And I won't say it's only that people will be more inclined to purchase these things if you see yourself in these things, but also that the person advertising the product is relatable and it's someone that you can connect to. Like if I am on Instagram and I see that influencer A is selling this collagen powder. I take a lot of collagen, (laughs) vital proteins, what's up? Um, I drink a lot of collagen on a daily basis. So before it would be someone advertising it, you know, with the skinny blonde white woman advertising that and I wouldn't see myself in it. So I'd be like, eh, I'm not, I'm not really interested in that. But I see maybe someone that looks like me and not only do they look like me, but I can reach them. They're one click away. You know, if they're on Instagram advertising this, I click on a hashtag, I come across their page and I see that they're marketing this thing and I can reach out to them and ask them, hey, how do you really like this? And then they can tell me that that person becomes relatable to you. It's somebody that you can connect with. And so that person in the ad, not only are they your just kind, your everyday kind of around the way chick, there's somebody you can connect to. Enter the age of influencers. And that kind of influencing in ads, in ads, in marketing products, in campaigns, that seem to be working. These influencers, they're people you're supposed to feel that are just like you, just like us, people that you could relate to. And ultimately that relatability made you want to buy that product. And so because it worked for them, you know, they are, they're talking about this product has changed my life in this way, shape or form. They're being real with you. You can connect with them behind the screen. The average person with nothing to hide that could relate to them are also believing that, oh, well, if this product worked for this person, then maybe it could make me skinnier, more fashionable, prettier, more or less whatever you desire with no gimmicks in traditional advertising campaigns. Like, you know, we would have, I think it was, I remember the Britney Spears, Pink and Beyonce, Pepsi commercial. And in my brain, I'm like, 
these hoes don't drink Pepsi. Look at their bodies. How am I supposed to believe that they're really drinking Pepsi? I don't believe this. I don't buy it. And they've got like rock core, like six pack abs. They look good. That was one of my favorite commercials, P.S. But I was never taken by that. But if I see an influencer I really like, like Koya Webb, she is a yogi and she's vegan. And she's like the epitome of black girl magic. I love her page. It's fantastic. But if I go to her page and I see her drinking Pepsi, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe I'm on a Pepsi. You know, that's how influencers are supposed to work. It's supposed to feel authentic. You know, that authenticity is the new black. That's, that's, that's authenticity, right? Wrong. (laughs) I mean, maybe not wrong. Maybe that's how it genuinely started, that relatability. But that's far from the case nowadays. So fast forward to now, I feel like what we're seeing is more and more pushback against the idea of influencers. And if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Influencers in 2019 and 2020 have become mini celebrities in and of themselves with some of them having hundreds of thousands of uh, followers, millions of followers. And so when that happens, when they are elevated from the status of your everyday round the way kind of girl to a girl or guy, I'm a woman though, and most of the campaigns and ads that I receive for products are marketed towards women. So just for the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about women, but it expends to their male influencers out there as well. So When you see these influencers, when you see them becoming mini celebrities, they products that they are being sent and being paid to post, whether that compensation is big or small, doesn't matter. Whenever your word, your views, your opinions start to impact or become the main source of income for you, how do you know that that authenticity is still there? How do you know that you're not being explicitly lied to and sold to, like just being sold to? How do you know that what this influencer is saying about the product is authentic, that they're just not saying it for a check? That So the idea that authenticity is the new black as it pertains to influencers, how do you know that they're telling the truth about this product that they, oh my God, love so much? Does your opinion change about it when you find out that they're, oh my God, being paid to also promote this item? It kind of, maybe it changes for you, maybe it doesn't change for you, but for most people, it starts, it brings up the question of how do you know that they're being authentic? So when I saw the headline about authenticity being the new black and how influencers are shaping authenticity on the online space, I thought to myself, Can the words authentic and influencer be used in the same sentence, especially for those influencers that have amassed a certain amount of success and followers often translate to success. And so that's ultimately what turned me off about the headline that I saw. Authenticity isn't a look or something that should be used as a marketing tool. It's a manner of being. It's how you are as an individual. It's not something that you can touch really, or just kind of put your fingers on. It's it's a vibe that you feel. And what price do people put on that vibe? How do you decide you're going to put a price on that vibe, that feeling of authenticity based off of 
what exactly, how many followers that they have. And so I know that it's just a turn of phrase. You see all these ads saying that X, Y, and Z is the new black. And that's the thing though. They're ads. And that is the exact opposite of what it's meant to be authentic when using authenticity as a look or an ad or a campaign to manipulate or influence people into buying things. How how is that authentic? And more importantly, what impact is your influence having? I've really been wanting to do a podcast on this and I probably will in the next couple of weeks because that's something that I've really been thinking about a lot more lately in the terms of when it comes to influencers. What are they influencing? What impact are they having? And that's something that I've just really been thinking about lately and I will probably talk more on lately but for the purposes of this podcast I'm not going to take it there because I don't want this to get super duper long. So As I stated before, I really want to reiterate and make it clear again that I am not here to poo-poo on influencers, talk down about them, or dismiss the ones that have worked extremely hard for their success. If we're being perfectly honest, I myself have a couple, currently have a couple of partnerships with different companies, and I have worked with different companies in the past and have been compensated for that. However, I have always made it clear that I'm either being compensated for my post or have been gifted this item that I'm talking about, Or if I share like, hey, look at this outfit that I have on. Um, And if I have a promo code for it, you know, if I say use code, I don't know, Sasha loves rice or whatever. (laughs) If you use that promo code and you, I'm, I'm putting up an ad about this and you use the promo code. If I get back from some, if I get something back from that, I am always very clear about that. So I'm not going to be negative towards people who are able to make being an influencer their entire income and their career. I honestly think it's really fantastic and amazing that in this current climate, people are essentially able to pursue non-conventional career paths using social media. But that only works if you're honest, or that's only respected for me if you're honest. And I don't know that marketing authenticity as the new black in the age of influencers is honest. I don't, I just don't think that that's the case. And the thing is, you can always tell the difference between those that are seriously honest about the products that they, oh my God, love, as opposed to those who are just posting a product and including a swipe up link in their stories for a check. You know, you never hear them talk about that product again. You never hear them post about it or you never see them post about it. If you remember it, you go to their page in a couple of weeks and it's been pulled down. You know, they are, I'm going to keep it up only for a week. It's pretty clear if you follow certain influencers or just notice different things, you'll see, you'll be able to start to tell when people are just posting things to fulfill a contractual obligation or if they really like, oh my God, love this things, love this thing, whatever they're posting on. Also, I've already touched on this before a little bit, but when it comes to the top influencers, like people who started off like you and me or around the way chicks who now have millions of followers and who have been able to quit their jobs and are now full-time influencers and they're getting TED Talks. Um, I would love to be on a TED Talk PS. If you're listening to this right now and you're from the TED crew, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, when you when you come when it comes to those top influencers that have reached this place where they have become mini celebrities. And that round the way kind of person, that line gets blurred because the more followers you have, 
the less engagement that person, that influencer is likely to have with their audience. And so that increases the likelihood that that authenticity that they may have started with will eventually disappear. And then also this idea of followers in the influencer age at a, at a, there was a time when, you know, having a good follower like base and having a good engagement base was something that you had to really work hard for. And you could tell who really put that love into their community. But now, because followers mean so much, followers are the way to get like attention. You see, you can almost always tell the certain influencers that are buying followers because the engagement dips. So how can you then say these influencers are being authentic when they're doing something as inauthentic as buying followers? It's like crazy to me. Again, I understand the way the game works. Sometimes you got to play the game to win and life isn't fair. There's so many systems that are not fair. you got to buy in somehow. And if you want to get noticed, it's just an unfortunate reality that you have to play that game of buying followers. Now I've been reading that there are certain ways to check which influencers are doing this. And I think I read a couple of weeks ago, this report came out that there were all of these, even celebrities were, had bought, I'm not saying that one of the celebrities that came up was Ariana Grande. I'm not sitting here saying that Ariana Grande is on her mobile device buying followers. Someone on her team is probably doing that. But yeah, even in 2020, you have A-list celebrities buying followers. So if A-list celebrities are buying followers and you have these influencers trying to become mini celebrities, trying to keep up with those people, trying to make it so that they can turn being an influencer into a lifestyle or into their sole career, their sole income, their career path, they would have to, so companies will work with them. Why wouldn't they buy followers? It's all, it's all a game, unfortunately, but that's sometimes the price you pay to enter. And so with all of that being said, the idea of authenticity in the age of influencers, it's not a thing. It can't be a thing. But what we're finding now happening is that that kind of age of influencers, we're seeing it start to fade out. There's a strong likelihood that in two years, I would I would be surprised, honestly, if it was still a thing. And as of November of last year, to kind of back this up, Forbes purchased, uh, sorry, not purchased, wow. <laughs> Forbes purchased, you see where my mind's at. Forbes posted an interesting article that was highlighting kind of what I'm talking about now, that idea of not only this age of influencers coming to an end, but a sort of fatigue as it pertains to the idea of influencers. Basically, people are getting sick of influencers. People are not really buying into that idea. We're sort of moving away from the idea of being influenced to purchase things by influencers. And what we'll likely be seeing in its demise 
to take its place is a new trend of, quote, brand communities, unquote. And when I was reading the article, the way I understood it, the brand communities are kind of organic, like grassroots communities where like-minded people who, oh my God, love (laughs) this brand and sharing content about this brand or this company or this product that they actually love, they're starting to mine people from those communities that already exist who have already experienced and shared a love for the product. So instead of picking out, I don't know, let's say, instead of picking out influencer Sasha Spins because she's amazing (laughs) and has 3 million followers instead of sending her an item because we think that Sasha's gonna use her platform of 3 million followers and we're gonna get people to buy this stuff and it's gonna be great and it's a win-win for her. So it's a win for her, it's a win for us. Instead of moving Instead of maintaining and staying in that place, what these brand communities now are doing, or what a lot of companies, the new wave will be for companies, is to kind of see what they already have in these brand communities. So seeing all these message boards, like going on message boards or going in their comments, maybe seeing someone who posts all the time, who's actually already bought these products. They're not being sent them for free. They've bought these own products. They've done their own reviews. They like think they're amazing. That's what we're going to start to see. People plucked from these brand communities to represent these brands and companies. And I honestly, I think that's pretty dope. I think that's so great because if that's that right there is the authenticity that I love and that I think a lot of people are looking for when it comes to marketing. And so this, when I was reading the Forbes article, was saying that this kind of marketing is geared towards Gen Z kids. And that kind of makes sense as consumers, the Gen Z are coming into that consumer age where they now have disposable income. So they're trying to tap into, you know, brands and companies always like looking for different revenue streams. So they're trying to tap into and milk that new group with that, that group that's with newly acquired spending power and disposable income. And so at the end of the day, while I think it's amazing, it's just like another marketing ploy. It's just another marketing technique. But I think this is a really unique opportunity to create actual authenticity amongst influencers or take influencing the idea of influencers back to its infancy, like to get it back to basics, especially since these individuals aren't getting paid. So there's no gain or loss in honesty. You're just going to say how you feel because you are already using this product. So maybe you know, maybe they're not getting paid financially, they're not getting compensated financially, but they're getting sent free product. I think that every brand or organization or company will find their own way to use these brand communities. And honestly, I don't know if I agree with the idea of not paying them only because I think that people should be compensated for their work. It is work, like content creation. So many YouTube creators So many, I do my post-class living room floor chronicles and those are one to four minutes, but editing those videos, I have so much respect for content creators because I did not realize how much work it is and just editing like a two or three minute video. I can't even imagine editing like a 10, 15, 20 minute long production that a lot of YouTube people do. So my utmost respect and people who post content as their full-time job, a lot of influencers, that is not 
you know, it's, it, I think it's very difficult work. I know a lot of people will be like, oh, these millennials here, they don't know a day's worth of honest work. But no, that is work. And if it's your full-time job, you are consistently tapped into different algorithms, different bandwidths. You're just so focused on so many things to create the most engagement. So you're responding to messages, you're responding to comments. That's work right there. And I think that work people should be compensated for. So we'll see how, you know, the companies will ultimately use their brand communities in this new wave we're going in if Forbes is correct about the trend that we're going to see take off if influencers or if the idea of influencers dies. So like I said, I really like the idea of just finding people to represent your company if they genuinely love those products. Like if Drunk Elephant knocked on my door, I'd be like, yes, Lord, take me now. I will stand everything. Send me all the Drunk Elephant products. You ain't even gotta pay me because I love Drunk Elephant. Like, oh my goodness. I had a fridge. I have a fridge full of products. Like I know everybody else. If you're into like beauty products like me, you put all of your products in the fridge and it is just what it is. I've tried to convince Snow Bay to buy me a mini fridge. So, I mean, I don't need him to buy me a mini fridge. I can buy it myself, but I want to buy a mini fridge and put it in the bathroom to store all my products. And he's like, absolutely not. That is insane. We won't be doing that. It'll take up space that we don't have. And he does have a point. Our apartment is small and we don't have a lot of space, but I'm just saying drunk elephant. If you're listening to this, hit me up. I will become, I'm already a member of your brand community. So if you want to pluck me out, and send me products to, to review. You don't even got to pay me. I'm saying it now. Or maybe I shouldn't say it now. But yeah, hit your girl up. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I think it's just a fantastic idea if they end up, if picking people from brand communities to represent your merchandise and you can just send the merchandise or represent your brand. I think that that is fantastic. And now I've used the word influencer so many times, it doesn't even sound (laughs) like a thing. But I think that, like, what do you think about brand communities? Because I think that's great. I think that if someone genuinely loves your company, instead of sending merch to people who maybe never heard your brand or company before, and they're just half-assedly posting like, oh, I love this product. It was fantastic. And, you know, no one believes them because people can tell when they're being sold to. If nobody believes them, then they're not going to, you're not going to see much, you know, win. You're not going to see much windfall from that from somebody who has thousands and millions of followers as you would maybe you'll get more sales from someone who authentically loves your product and in turn that will influence people to purchase these items so to wrap this up because this is a little bit longer than I wanted it to get and I've said again influencer I don't even know if I could say that word for the next week so to wrap this up I do think it's possible to be authentic as an influencer But it's something that requires recognizing the why behind what product, whatever product it is that you are posting and sharing and trying to influence people to purchase. You have to require, you have to recognize the why, a why of what you, oh my God, love behind that product. And you have to also be able 
to understand and to just know for yourself if you genuinely enjoy that product or are you just doing it to collect a check? Because I guarantee you, like, I'm one of those people... I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm so authentic, but (laughs) I can kind of read between the lines and I can see when I'm being sold to. And I think that most people are now kind of waking up to that and seeing when they're being sold to and see if they just know when someone is being honest with them and when they're not being honest with them, when they're just being sold to. So as for the age of, as for whether the age of influencers is coming to an end, I honestly guess that remains to be seen. Time will really tell. So let me know what you think. You can drop me a voice note on Anchor FM, or you can send me a message on Instagram at Sasha Spins. And if you're in contact with Drunk Elephant, if you know somebody, pass my name on. I'm trying to see something here. So (laughs) till next time, peace out.